Project Pat, uh, Getty Green. This is one of those albums that if, I guess it did come out during the time that some music stores were like still around. This is what, 99? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there was some music stores still around. But I feel like this is an album that if I was in high school, well, I guess I wasn't high, I was graduated in high school, but it was I younger, like walking through like a media play or like a blockbuster music or something like that. And I just saw the cover of this album. I'm pretty sure I would stop to listen. Not because the cover is anything that's so crazy or that grabs me so much, but sometimes when you see a cover like this where you just know it's just hood and kind of, um, I don't necessarily want to call it rudimentary because that probably has a negative connotation, but it was just simplistic. Mm -hmm. There wasn't anything complicated about it other than just graphics and Project Pat in the screen and I'm glad that I didn't listen to it that way for the very first time really why because I got much more enjoyment out of it via uh, my friend in college my man Ken who if you listen to the Carrie Hilson uh, episode we talked about uh, there's two Kens not the Ken that passed that we talked about in that episode but the other Ken my man Ken Willis uh, he loved this album and he just would smoke black and miles and play it to death like over and over and over and over again over and over and over and over again like i almost thought at one point that this is the only piece of music that ken had ever heard <laughs> in his life and he just held on to it he played this album that much so he was the one that kind of introduced me to the lore of what project pat was or what it could mean when you're riding around smelling like black and mild did he ever tell you why this album was so important to him no he didn't and i don't think i ever i don't think i ever really had the insight to ask i guess i should have as much as he played it right he just it was 99 and it felt like that's what it was like there was a lot of three six mafia that was percolating mm-hmm. um you know the the south this this particular sound of the south was gaining a lot of momentum and i feel like it just was the one that spoke to him the most man and to my knowledge ken didn't have any felonies but <laughs> <laughs> we went to emory and ken is like six three six four dark skin had long locks so like I'm sure that most of the white kids on campus probably thought he had felonies. <laughs> so from the, yeah, from the yeah, from the from from the look of Ken and from the way he talked, they probably thought you have no business here. And for me, him playing Project Pat as much as he did at whatever levels he wanted to play it on, in my mind, that was a middle finger to the general uppity culture of our college. This is the Something to Say podcast. So, in 99, I wasn't graduating from high school or going to college. I was just... You were like six. I was like six, right? <laughs> I was in elementary school. Were, was Barney and Friends still around when you were it six years old? It was definitely a pop band. Barney had the soundtrack... <laughs> Like that was it. So I have no idea what Project Pat was doing 
in 99 until now. I played the album today for the first time. And wow, he was kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. Yo. Big time. Big time. And he sounds big. Throughout yeah. the whole album, you can you can feel the weight of his like little body. Mm-hmm. He's like six verses. foot six, isn't he? Yeah, I, I think Pat is huge. That's a good guess. I was thinking seven feet tall <laughs> by this album. He sounds like a giant. Well, close enough. Close yeah. enough, right? He sounds like how I think like pictures of MF Doom looks, you know, like hunched over, really yeah. big, like gigantic build. Yeah. And that's what I really kind of grabbed me about the album as I'm playing it, as I'm driving. I'm like, whoa. Y'all were playing this in 99? Yeah. <laughs> this, this sounds like black and mild music. Right. Oh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. You know, very, very much so. Yeah. Like, hearing about your friend, I was like, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, this is, what, yeah. Yeah. This is it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no w- felonies, though? Yeah, I don't think he had any felonies. I thought his album so. comes with a felony. Yeah, I, it makes me want to get yes. one. Yeah, like, actively want to right, go right. do something. Well, like, I need haven't seen the album cover, it took me a while to realize what was happening. But it's a security cam frame mm-hmm. where he's clearly like sticking up a convenience store cashier, mm-hmm. and like it puts it into absolute plain language, like what you're using, like what you're about to listen to. And right. this is like pen and pixel too. They could have put him next to a grizzly bear, anything on like a throne, yeah, bedazzled with diamonds in a Cadillac, in a Cadillac, yeah, riding off into the sunset. But yep. no, this no. is one of the more. Um, simpler works by pen and pixel but it's to the point and it's no less effective it's kind of powerful in its own way because it tells you exactly what you're about to listen to yeah Mm -hmm. it's simple but it's raw and it's rugged and you this is what you're getting this is yeah uh, yeah, the soul of the album is in that image right there it it didn't have to say anything else nope it's called getty green Never heard that. You, yeah, you, you're like, what the hell is Getty Green, and mm-hmm. who is it, and 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 who is this man sticking up this convenience <laughs> store? Like, it just leaves you with questions, and it's like that's enough. Yeah, that's, that's plenty. And if you know that he's attached to Three Six Mafia, you kind of know what type of music, what kind of sound you're about to get yourself into. So yeah. like, to me, that should be plenty for you to press play on this album. Yeah, absolutely. I know that's what drew me in. I think actually, my introduction to this was more on the recent side. I wasn't playing this in 99, but in 2017, Gucci Mane releases his autobiography. Mm-hmm. It's a really great book for those who haven't read it. But the paragraph that I kept getting stuck on was when he talked about how he wasn't a rapper yet. He was bringing his friend's little brother over to Zaytoven's studio though in hopes of putting him on. This, cu- this kid named Lil Buddy. Lil Buddy. And yet the whole time as he's trying to like not rap and like be a Master P type of dude, he's like, the only thing I'm listening to is Project Pat. So it's funny that you talk about your friend Ken just riding around listening to nothing else because that's exactly the image that Gucci Mane paints of himself. 20 years old, whatever girl he's like trying to pick up that day is going to hear Project Pat getting green specifically Mm -hmm. out of his car. And I was just like, all right, so I feel like I need to know what this album is about in order to understand Gucci Mane. I feel like with the other trap folks out of Atlanta, with like T.I. and like a Jeezy, I could see them pay more respects to like a Jay-Z type, you know? Right. As far as like laying down their drug dealer raps. But when you listen to Project Pat, I feel like you understand Gucci 
and you understand like a 21 Savage. Yeah. All of a sudden, everything becomes abundantly clear. Like these folks didn't just come out of nowhere. They were just listening to Getty Green this yeah. entire time. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's something to be said about, you know, when you talk about T.I. and Jeezy, who they're, the aesthetic of them is more grandiose. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like Pat is like boots on the ground. Yes. Like if you're a boots on the ground kind of person, like you said, like that that version of Gucci where it's like, yeah, he's a businessman, but it's like you're here. Mm-hmm. If you're 21 Savage, like you're here. There's like, something right very here. like unrelenting about it. It's not yeah. necessarily like, I mean, these are definitely like, there's definitely a narrative to these songs, but there's something so straightforward it's like he's in the action rather yeah. than being totally like introspective about it. He's just like, no, this is exactly what's happening. This is my universe. You know, I basically walk around to John Carpenter samples like all day. Yes. So it sounds like Halloween in Memphis. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's my world. Take it or Yeah, no, it. to me, it's much more of a, uh, it's more of a first person shooter than, yes. it, than it is like well said. a RPG. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like we're not looking at like this huge world and going around building. No, it's like I'm standing in front of you right now, <laughs> and this is what I got for you. What we see is what is around us right now. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's four miles that way. We don't know what's ten miles back that way. Mm-hmm. We don't know what they're building on that side. Mm-hmm. I know this block right here. Yes, I know these Facts. streets. I know this neighborhood, and like this is where I'm presenting this information from you from. The thing I like about what you said, though, about it being straightforward is that when you listen to Pat, to me, he's like a great example of, I don't know what, I haven't come up with like a good catchy name for them yet, but they're rappers who just rap straightforward that Mm -hmm. are still some of the greatest lyricists Mm -hmm. without the tricks, without like, you know, like hand spins and backflips and all of that shit. (laughs) It's just straightforward. It's straightforward. And I'm talking about like, Project Pat, Bumby, Ice yep. Cube, um, even Jeezy, like Jeezy's just like pretty twenty one, sh- like just yeah. straightforward rap. Like even Meek, like has that in uh-huh. there. Like, it's, it's straightforward. Like I don't really have a lot of tricks for you. I don't have well, a lot of sleight like of hand. The Project Pat, like flair, right? Like as far as like how he sort of like has like the, the, the yeah yeah you know, it's, it's melodic yeah and flavor. his voice is like flavor to it flavor to it but I guess there's also the sense that this is exactly how he's going to be talking to you if you do some shit wrong like right. maybe yeah. maybe I don't think conversational is necessarily the right word either but somehow it's like this person is like believable and like whole one hundred percent. You made me think that Project Pat made music for people that play Grand Theft Auto, but not for the story, just to shoot the cops. Yeah. <laughs> you got the unlimited ammo, mm-hmm. you got the armor, and you just want to raise hell. <laughs> There's a whole storyline you're neglecting. But I think that's the straightforwardness is that you could go down the road of a storyline, but instead of Project Pat, it's like, I'm going to just give it to you right mm-hmm. here. I'm going to put you in the action. I'm going to put you right there in, in the scene of Memphis, too, because it feels like Memphis. Yeah, like even though it's a Halloween in Memphis or like a haunted version of Memphis, but it's definitely like in the South, mm-hmm. gold grills and black and miles and like just the way they talk, the way he raps, gives the place a setting. Mm-hmm. It gives it the action, but it's not a storyline. He's not giving you a narrative. It's just it is what it is, and it sounds really good. Well, this album is 
immaculately produced. Yeah, production is crazy. Production is cr- like top to bottom. I feel like bef- you're kind of drawn into a lot of these records before you even get to Pat doing some hypnotic flow that's gonna just have you locked in. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the samples from the from the samples to the records that just are just hardcore that aren't samples. It's like everything just works. And for it to be, what is it, like 20 songs on here? Yeah. 19 songs on here? Well, I guess 20 including this. That's a lot of- It's like a short feature length film. Yeah, for sure. And to me, it doesn't get tired. Like I enjoy- The back half is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. crazy. Because I was riding to it and I thought, I was like, okay, this house was going for a while. I thought it was going to drop down. Nah, man. Like as soon as I heard BG- yeah, I heard yes. came so in yeah. with the Manny Fresh beat. Uh-huh. After that, like everything just runs. Yeah, it runs wild, and I enjoyed that. Like you guys made this project not lose its life. Yeah, you know what I'm saying it continues moving like a locomotive the entire time. It's mm-hmm. incredible, and yet it still feels like a little bit. Like when I listen to this, I imagine kind of like listening to it on cassette, like somebody's kind of cobbled it together in a sense, because like I feel like there are tracks that just like cut off. Yes. There's not like the mm-hmm. really fancy like fade. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, no, no, no. It's like you're going to transition from this one track to the OJ sample and like just have that be that. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, no, I'm done now. Yeah, we don't need a like a you know like yeah. a windshield white. Mm, right? No, yeah, no, no, no. Because some tracks just they just end. Yeah, they just end. That's yeah. it. Like I said, the last I did the hook one last time. And I said what I said. It's over now. I said what I said. Yeah, no, it's crazy. The other thing I think I can appreciate is how timeless it feels. Like Pat's voice and delivery is. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, at this point, if you listen to Project Pat, like, you know what he does. You know, you know, Pata, French braid, gold, Tifa. Like, you know what he does with the melodies. But he, he's still doing this because I went back and listened to uh, his feature on 21 Savage album. Yes. Yeah. And it's crazy. And the reason I love it so much is because it just still sounds like that same Pat. And I don't know how many rappers you can even really say that about. Like, everybody uh-huh. sounds different. Uh-huh. To some degree, or I would different. say him and E Forty. Yeah, him and E Forty. Yeah, E Forty for, yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. Like the, the same guy right. on Sprinkle Me is the same guy exactly. that's rapping right now. Like, well, E Forty is almost singular, as in no one can really do what he actually does. And yeah, I'm not right. saying Pat is easily imitable, but I feel like Three Six Mafia in general has been far more approachable as far as like uh as like being amused mm-hmm. as far as like as far as like production goes because they were always about like the more lo-fi production with like you know they kind of set the foundation for what trap kind of sounds like today yeah. right proto trap i think there's a case like juvenile where the hot flow is his flow but that's not the only flow he used on songs it's the one i think people took and lifted and have used throughout the years but with project pat like it's his voice it's his delivery yeah. it's everything about him it's hard to imitate because it's so him and i don't even know how he came to this flow like how he came that's what to i would love cadence, to sit down came to this melody because yeah. it's so original it's like him mace has such original flow where it's like well, how'd you yeah who did like there was no way you didn't hear that from someone and kind of exactly. adapted and turned to something else. Like no. this sounds like this is literally a one of one type of thing. Yeah, so anyone that would one. even try to sound like that, you know what they're doing immediately. It's yeah, not even like a thing. It. Right? Yeah, you'd have to do some type of yeah. You'd have to reference it almost in the bar if you did it because 
you can't just come on the record sounding like that. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't just do that. And I can hear the Gucci influence when I hear this album because I can. The way you said it, like to understand Gucci, you got to play Pat. And I feel like I understand Gucci so much more now because I feel like Gucci has such a straightforward style too. And a lot of the flossing, a lot of the just like grandiose aspects of Gucci, you can hear in Pat. They're just way more raw and a little bit more edgy, but I can see so many kids in his style. Even this is his first album, he's had what, a ton. Yeah. But this first one, you can tell, oh, this hit people over the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this for hit sure. people over the head. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like this album could come out today. But some of the beats are so trapped. They're so trapped. Like, it wouldn't sound crazy at all. And, and a lot of these beats where he's, like, raising hell over, somebody nowadays, a younger artist nowadays, would probably, you know, sing. Or I could hear, like, some whole other type of records being made over some of these beats. But with Pat, it's like, nah. Right. Like, all you're getting is me sticking up the store. And there's not even really a lot of flossing on this album. Not too much. Like, it, I didn't really hear too much. It wasn't too much... Ben's talk. There was it too just, much. Just robbery raps. Yeah, yeah, ro- yeah robbery, robbery raps, raps and things about your girlfriend. And I like, might get the Ben's after I rob you. I don't <laughs> got the Ben's yeah, now. Yeah. Right now, right? There's yeah, one yeah, singular yeah, yeah. rejected to this first person shooter. Yeah. Right, yeah, nothing yeah. It, it has nothing to do right <laughs> at all. Listen. At all. No, uh, but a thousand percent. Like, uh, from the moment I put this, I think it was Represent, which is like the second track. Yeah. You know, yeah. hearing like the horns or whatever, I was like, wow, this could really have come out when Lex Luger was a thing, but yeah. it could also still come out now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's, there was something about the the energy of that track and the way that it was produced. I was like, holy shit. Like, I don't think this track is really aged necessarily. Right. I don't have, well, I haven't been keeping up notes as well as I should have been because I was driving as I was playing it. Mm-hmm. But there were so many textures that reminded me of like Metro. I hear a lot oh, of yeah. Metro yeah, 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 Some of these sure. keys, mm-hmm. some of the way these drums swing. I was like, yo, is Metro booming? Like, is this where you're getting a lot of your influence from? Because it would make so much sense. Yeah, and I could this, definitely. This is a great source, I think, for producers that like love trap, but also want to know what it was before you had the rolling hi-hats. Mm-hmm. This is what it was. And, and, so and dirty. To a certain extent, diversity. Like mm-hmm. I said, I don't yeah. think, I think all of these songs are definitely trap songs, but they're just there's a lot of differences outside right. of just the drums. You know, a lot of stuff. There's when you hear someone do a record that sounds like a Metro Boomin record, it's kind of like okay, this is getting a little repetitive. Maybe a, there isn't. It's a tight beat. It's a tight beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tight beat. It's like there's maybe not as much nuance, but with these, it's like I can't really pick you out a song <laughs> that really sounds the same. A lot of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of I like choices. I think is the name of the record. Yeah, choices. It's a little yeah, more introspective, yeah, yeah. but like just the soul sample. Yeah, every time. Like, yeah, there's so many yeah, great songs. That's a lot of great samples. I miss. I wish more trap rappers would lean on soul samples. Yeah, I do too. That's why it made me appreciate uh, Metro Boomin's album. Yeah, because he did make some attempt to like some strings, some strings. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. brings uh, some instrumentation into this eight oh eight and hi hat thing. Mm-hmm. Like, right, that was probably the appeal of like twenty one savages a lot too, right? Because absolutely. I think like when that came out, I don't think anybody expected that sample to come in at like, all, like the chirpy vocals or anything. I don't no. think anyone expected at that. all. Die, he killed that. I mean, it, yeah, he killed like it grabs you as soon as from the press play, it's on. Like, yeah. Like, did you put down your Jason mask for a second? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> right. 
I love that he put crucial conflict on stabbers. Oh my god, stabbers is insane. Like, I mean, the sample itself is dope, but to me, it was like a perfect. That was a perfect record to put them on. Oh my like, god. if you're gonna put, because there really isn't any. They put Crazy Bone on the uh, on the up there record, uh, which I yes. like that too. That was me one of my that's other one of my favorites. Ones. Yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites off of here. But they didn't have, there wasn't a lot of double time on this album. And for it to be 99, it almost kind of surprises me because I would have thought there would have been more of it. But the between the crazy feature and the crucial conflict feature, I felt like it gave, it gave the songs just enough difference to sound, to be that diverse, to give you something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's Midwest. He embraced a lot of people on here. That's true. Nori is on his album. Nori's yes. Like, this is 99 Nori. Like, yeah. super thug. A, a surprisingly expansive universe. Right. Like, I mean, now that you bring all that stuff up, it's interesting to think of rap as being in this period where, like, everything is, like, super dark and unrelentingly so. Like, you got 3-6, yeah. but, of course, you got, like, Bone Thugs. And, like you said, like, Crucial Comp. Like, DMX. everybody was in sort of, like... Not like a goth turn, but like something akin to that. You yeah, know what I mean? It was no, it was all pretty it was funny though, because there was this there was really that dark side and then there was Diddy. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Like and then there was like either other, shiny suits or ski masks. Yeah, right? yeah, that, and that's kind of where it was at. It was like you either murder people or you're like dancing in a suit somewhere. And that <laughs> then <there> really <laughs> <laughs> Like that's pretty much where I mean I think maybe the only like you had and then you had Jay Z yeah Jay <laughs> then, yeah, right. like, then there's that <laughs> I love that Cash Money's on this album heavily represented yeah like super heavy because when I was playing it uh, what's the record with B G and Birdman what's it is name? called hold on it is called Choppers Choppers so I'm playing Choppers. And I was like, man, I wish Wayne was on this. Yeah. So I get to the end of the album and Wayne starts Boom. rapping. I could have cried. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. I was like, yo, the universe was looking out for me because I really just wanted to hear Wayne rap. He sounded so good. Uh-huh. Like everyone came through on that remix at the end. I'm just like, wow. My favorite part of the album, maybe, and this is probably because of the first listen, but on that outro, when they start like, telling about the albums that's coming up. <laughs> I was like, what year is this? Right. You guys are doing promotions. Yeah. They, they pitched the uh, the 36 Mafia website, which I think was 666.com. Yep. Which I was oh, like, how'd man. you guys get that? Yeah. That was your URL. So it's just that I was like, you wouldn't do that in 2019. I think you the liner notes had 666.com and I... So I typed it in, of course. Yeah. And it's just a black screen with tiny white text that says, welcome to hell. <laughs> Wow, that's incredible! The fact that it's still active—it's still right there, right? Yeah. But also, that said, that I was like, did I just unlock like a curse? Like, am I in My. a 2000s like horror internet movie? That definitely sounds like the plot of a horror with flick. like Ryan Felipe. I yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie. Someone called Barry Jenkins to direct. Barry Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no, I want it to be art. I want it to be an I art. Need the Wachow- right. yeah, I need yeah, the Wachowski yeah. brothers, Juicy J opposite Keanu Reeves. And Lawrence Fishburne. No, Juicy J replaces. No, Juicy J is related to Lawrence Fishburne. Okay. And so they end up being cousins. Mmm. In matching matrix? sunglasses and trench coats. It's I like me. it. <laughs> no. I like it. No. <laughs> I'm, I was I'm, saying, I'm, is this yeah, the hip hop matrix, but it is. It is. Yes. 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 The answer to that question it. is yes. After seeing Juicy J as Bill Gates. No, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, in that video yes. with Kevin Gates. And yes. Yeah, 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 I want guys. him to do everything. 
give Juicy J all the ropes. Yeah, I want to see. I actually really want to see Juicy J and Pat do an album now. Yeah, I would love one. Or right at least now. an EP or tape something. Just give us like ten. Because songs didn't Juicy and DJ Paul handle most of the production? Yeah. On this album. Yeah. Yes. I think they have to do another one. Yeah. I just I feel like, like Pat like yeah because Pat still has it. He, yeah. Like, clearly he still has it. Twenty-one verse. So it's like so him and Q was him and Q. On yeah, him one? and Q. Yeah. Yep. I love that twenty-one didn't even rap. He just did does the hook and was like y'all go crazy. Y'all go ahead and just have it. And you, you got this. Pat yeah. Snap so yeah, wild he's that. Stupid. So where's the album? Like you can't do that. Yeah, you can't get it right. Yeah. yeah, and not drop and an not album. have an album right. now. Right. Yeah. Right. So now I'm looking at you like, hey, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> like, we I got mean, some roses for you. Come right. Yeah. Come through. I mean, not to mention the f- with how uh, Drake kind of lifts that whole part about there for Block Boy JB. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You know sure. that kind of shows the timelessness in of itself. I know Drake tends to just like lift verses here and there and you know whatever it's fine but it fit <laughs> it fit with the times though yeah no it absolutely part. did and you know you got th- i mean those of us who are of a certain age might know about it but i mean if you're 20 years old you didn't even bat an eye when drake said that and mm-hmm. it's like i think that um i think for I think if you're a younger person right now, if you listen to this and you're under 25 years old, I think you can still get a lot out of this Project Pat album. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. I think I think you would actually probably be really surprised at how much of what you love now isn't really that new. Facts. Yeah, a lot of this, a lot of what Pat does on this album, you can find in rappers today. A lot of trap, just a lot of the the macho-ness mm-hmm. of it all. Like, he's such a fierce rapper. Him and Bun B, I feel like both had that on lock in the 90s. And that's one thing I miss about old Bun is that there's, like, a whole gravity to him mm-hmm. that, you know, I think it got softer over the years because, of course, obviously, he's not in the same, like, lifestyle. For sure. But him and Pat, man, there's a gravity to their rapping that lets you know I'm not someone to fuck with. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was listening to the Bun B Static Selector album last Ooh. night, and, mm-hmm. like, and listening to it, I'm like, damn, Bun still really. Yeah, he's still rapping. Yeah, still like he still has it. He never lost it. But I think that's one thing about going back to is it's not about can you still rap. It's about like what's the vibes you were saying, what's yeah. the feeling mm-hmm. that you had, like the the cadences, the melodies, like everything evolves over time. But it doesn't mean that we don't go back because there's a right. lot of good stuff back there. My only thing that kind of like was not a red flag, but what doesn't help the album age so well is like the misogyny. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yo, it, like, it's, yeah it's plain as day. It's plain yeah, as yeah, day. Like plain I don't know what day. it is about 360 Mafia and like trains, but like, oh, my God. oh yeah, 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 yeah. There yeah. was no like one when like everything had to be like a train. <laughs> oh, yeah. You had to do <laughs> something nasty. So yeah. Right, we, have to, we have to do something disgusting. Yeah. That's kinda I think cool. I can't think of the song. It was one song where like, Homie called another homie like, yo, she's sleeping with everybody. You got to come over. You got to come over she's right like, now. He's and dogging get her, but yeah. you're calling your homies over? What is well, this is the thing about it, though. So like, And I, we talked about this when we had Regina on and we were talking about, like, where's the nasty? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the, yeah, like true, rappers true. nowadays are not really nasty. Like, in that song, it's called, first of all, the song is called Train. Yeah. <laughs> but all throughout Pat's verse, 
you just hear sound effects of him slapping ass from the back the yeah. like, entire time the entire time the whole song yeah it's a loop like this is an ad lib that's in the track no, no. of him smacking ass so. I know I was driving through Chick-fil-A I was like I gotta cut this yeah 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 Drive every time like, that's what I'm saying. Every time y'all give me an album to play and I go eat, I can't, I gotta cut it down because yeah. it's awkward. Because like she's moaning too, it's like a lot of sex happening in yes. that song. And Jesus Christ <laughs> is back there making your sandwich. You do not want Jesus yeah, Christ, you to to Chick- oh, to Chick- you pulled up to Chick fil A, yeah. So yeah, yeah, playing the music. Jesus, of the knew devil. The project Pat was going to hell for sure. My god, <laughs> <laughs> for sure, but yeah, I mean, other than that, though, you know. Yeah, I just yeah, feel like yeah. the language around women back in the night was disgusting. I mean, I, yeah, I just I don't think dudes rap about sex very well. You don't think so? I not in a way that's like, yeah, I gotta bump that back. I guess, like, <laughs> <laughs> at least with with women, like when you're talking about like a Cardi B or like a Megan Thee Stallion or like a Gangsta Boo, there's like some humor to it. It's like kind of remind you that right. like sex can actually be like really fun and like goofy. Yeah. But with dudes, it's like. We gotta ride a train, and I was right. like, "Great, good for you!" Like, yeah. all right, you want to cook? Well, I think like, that's the, the back. yeah. I mean, I, and I think that's the, I think that's the ironic part about sex bars or sex sexual lyrics mm-hmm. is that for men, for men, it's like a machismo thing, and it's about like a degrading thing. Right. But like you said, when for women, it's it's the humor of it. Like Meg has a million ways to sit on your face yes. and to like <laughs> do shit to you. And like, it sounds cool. Right. It just every doesn't, time. every time it just doesn't read the same when a guy is saying it. Right. right. And I think there's some women who like it. I, well, obviously there's a lot of women who like I it. Like, these are, like, these oh, successful yeah. artists who like say this shit and everyone that's like too short. You, that's what they're Facts. there for. I that's think, what, yeah, with too short, it's different. I think if word. you're in the tradition of like a dolomite, you know what I mean? Yeah, Where right. it's like you're trying to be clever with it. You're trying to be like, I think that's completely different. Yeah, different type of thing. Right. When yeah. the machismo, I think, is sounds tired. Right. Then it's kind of playing to the cliches. And you're doing it because like, I got to do a song for women. But it's never like the, the cute R&B song. It's like, it's going to be nasty. It's going to be nasty. It's yeah. Brawl, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, in 365, they'll have everyone on. Like, come on, Juicy, get on. Get on oh, yeah, call, yeah, get on yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah, just say want. some yeah, outrageous yeah, yeah. shit. I don't know how many. I'm, I'm interested in what the ratio is of Juicy J songs where he doesn't talk about sucking dick. I feel like every Juicy J verse has some reference to fellatio or head somewhere. I don't think he's going to miss. He's not going to go 16 bars and not yeah. say something. You like, know you what? That's an infographic that I kind of want to make and yet <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah. Who's going to pay me? Who's going to pay me to make them come up with this? <laughs> we need a chart. It needs to be graphics. It needs to be color coded. We need the whole nine. I need a timeline. Yeah. A bar graph. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pie chart. A pie chart. Pie you chart. have to have a pie chart. Please hit me off with a pie chart. <laughs> if you do call it a pie chart. A pie chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peen pie chart. <laughs> All right, guys. The podcast is over. We have devolved from this. Yeah, like, comedy. I don't know how we got here. I mean, this is, what, this is what goes on, man. North Memphis, bro. <laughs> North Memphis. <laughs> North Memphis, <laughs> man. Uh, I think you mentioned Gangsta Boo. I love her verse. Oh man! Oh man! Is it Slinger Rocks? Yeah, Slinger, Slinger Rocks. Rocks. And I think she, is she on two she records. Two she's records. on a couple yeah. songs. On Slinger there. Rocks and uh, Ballers. And Ballers. Ballers. Ballers, yeah. Ballers is fire. She is a force. 
on this album. And she's fun too. Like yeah, she's he's very good time. Though. Very very good. Time. She's a good raw rapper that just you just eat it up. She's yeah. great. I love everything about like just the rapping on this album. Mm-hmm. It takes you to the '90s. It feels very '90s. It feels very Memphis. I can't I can't really tell like the state of rap when I listen to it. And I like that because it doesn't sound like oh yeah we need that hot producer. Other than yeah. Manny uh-huh. Fresh right. and the Manny Fresh beat is so hard. Right. Like, when you when I heard it like as soon as like the kicks come in I was like yo wait what? That's yeah. definitely me. Yeah, that's because like, it's like that's not right. Juicy J's kicks. That's mm, not. No, this is that this other is, thing. You're right. This <laughs> other, <laughs> this and then BG comes thing. in. It was just beautiful. Yeah. Just, yeah hearing BG's voice really made me smile because yeah. when I was listening to the album. I haven't heard. Like, I haven't played this. For, like, when I talked about Ken. That was in that was in ninety nine, two thousand, yeah, something uh-huh. like that. The year came out. So I haven't played this album top to bottom in a, in a while. So when BG's voice came on, it just made me smile because I'm like, damn, like BG used to be that guy. Used to be that guy. He, like mm-hmm. it just made me think about everything that he's gone through since that point, and it's kind of it's sad because it's like, damn, bro, you had it. Like you could have been one of those dudes, mm-hmm. man. I think that's one thing too about listening to these albums in retrospect is you get to know what happened to everyone. Every right. single person that yeah. raps, you know what happens mm-hmm. to them. When I heard, From that point on. When I heard Juvia, I was like, yo, you're mm-hmm. rapping like you were about to be that guy. Yeah, yes. you knew. You know, when the 2000s yes. hit, you were going to be Juvenile. Mm-hmm. And he's already mm-hmm. rapping like it was. But, you know, in 2019, you know what happens mm-hmm. to Juvenile. You know what happens to BG. You know what happens to Birdman. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know what happens to all it, But you also know what happens to 3-6. Right. Yeah. You know, there's, a, there's a very, there's a very, uh, front and ce- hunger is like front and center yes. mm-hmm. of this thing. Like mm-hmm. Everybody sounds very, very eager to show you exactly what it is with them. Mm-hmm. I get and busy. know in certain terms. Not to mention, and this like, is Pat before, like you know, like Chickenhead. Chickenhead, yeah, right. right. This is before, like right. even he started to like you know enter the mainstream and get right. like those before singles. He had the bops. He yeah. was like before the bops. Yeah, he was just robbing people. Yep. You know, before I was making bops, I was rocking folks. That's pretty much it. I wish Gucci was on this album. Two people I wish I could hear on this album is Gucci and Master P. Like they would time travel yeah. back? Yes. Yeah, and okay. Back yes. Those are two voices that as I'm listening to this, I was like, insert Master P here. Like, right, right. Just <laughs> insert him right, right. here. Because mm-hmm. I can kind of hear a, like a No Limit influence a little bit. I just feel like the just the South itself has a certain sound to it. From the nineties, and I was like, I can see Master P here, and also I just would love a young Gucci man. That was just black tea Gucci. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, that Gucci mm-hmm. raw 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 Gucci was so crazy on this album. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I don't know. I think folks listening, I highly recommend playing this. Um, yeah, you should know. definitely go back and play. Yeah, this yeah. Album. This one, it's it's, it's like it's worth your time. It's pretty much. Not all I've been listening to the past six months, but I feel like I'm getting close to like Ken's level where it's just like people hear me listening to it and they wonder what I've been up to. They're like, <laughs> like are you okay? Is there, You want to talk about it? <laughs> yeah. Like, what you been up to? Is everything cool? If I heard you playing this for six months, I would have brought you a black amount. <laughs> yeah, for I would have brought one to the house. I was like, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. This. you deserve. This is outreach that right. I yeah, 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 yeah. You deserve. You most definitely deserve. Well, we appreciate you guys listening to the Something to Say podcast recorded here in the SWATs and produced by Michael Seva. Find us on whatever podcast platform, streaming platform that you like. All of them. All of them. And of course, support us on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash something to say. 